Welcome to LMK How. I'm Lauren. I work in the PR space and love immersing my life with knowledge from mental health to wellness to beauty, along with all things trendy. I interview people from all different industries while also including solo episodes about the things that interest me. I'm stoked to have you here. Now let's get to the episode. Grace Micelli, one of the nine funniest cartoonists and illustrators on Instagram, says Vulture Magazine is an artist and author living in Brooklyn, New York. She works across multiple mediums, including illustration, animation, comics, product design, and murals. Her playful and self-reflective work has been featured at MoMA, Institute of Contemporary Arts London, NADA Miami, Tate Modern, South by Southwest, and in more than 50 galleries worldwide. Her first book, How to Deal, published by Voracious, is available now. Selected clients include The New Yorker, Apple TV, Nike, Warner Brothers, The New York Times, Urban Outfitters, Instagram, Coach, Adidas, Bandai, MTV, Polaroid, Giphy, and Adobe. Um, Yeah, so welcome to my podcast. Um, I'm so excited to have you on. I was doing a little bit of a deep dive into your Instagram and I am shook. (laughs) I was like, you're so cool and I'm so excited to talk to you. Um, And yeah, so uh, yeah, (laughs) Um, I had to close all the windows in my apartment. And so if I'm like sweating, that's why we're having a little heat wave where I live. Um, But it's okay. Um, Yeah. So one of the things I like to ask um, all my guests um, is what is one thing that you do for yourself every day? I try to make sure that I laugh every day. So whatever that means, right? Like read something funny or just like you know, talk to a friend that I know is going to like be kind of silly or just like help me to, you know, like just find kind of the lightheartedness or the humor in things. I, I know that I can get so kind of like spiraled down into these dark places. And I think there's something so powerful about like physically what laughing does to your body right like it just like relaxes you you're just kind of at ease and you can just kind of like break out of that uh really like you know just like hard uh stiff kind of like place so that's that's what I try to do it doesn't always happen but I'm definitely working on that and as both the artist and author of how to deal How did the idea behind your book come to fruition? Yeah, so I have been, uh, you know, creating illustrations and sharing them online for, you know, close to like 10 years now. And I had wanted to do a book for years, right? I, I love being online. The internet has like changed my life in so many ways, but I, you know, have really wanted to like try to translate this, my online practice into like a physical thing, right? And just be like, what would that look like? Like, what would that be? Um, And 
yeah, I just, you know, I like got connected a, a friend of mine, Jordan Sondler, who's also an illustrator and an author. She connected with me, me with her agent and it just was like a really good fit. And, you know, we found a publisher to work with that really believed in the project. So it just kind of was like a lot of luck and, uh, you know, friends and connections that kind of uh, allowed for the like ecosystem for this project to really bloom and it was my quarantine project it's like I created it in like the first or you know kind of like the middle six months of uh, lockdown so yeah so I self-published a book uh, a few years ago called emotional eating which was like a collection of illustrations there wasn't any text in it like yes most of the illustrations have like words or text in them. Um, but yeah, that one was just like, I, you know, ordered some copies and then sold them at book fair. So much more of a, it was much more of a like DIY self-published. And um, I find, so I was reading through your book and I just think it's so smart. And I'm curious um, about the process um, when you're creating it, would you like look at an item and then be like, oh yeah, like I know what to say or like how did that even like come to be? Yeah, so I am a big like list maker. I love just kind of a uh, stream of consciousness, like collecting phrases, collecting uh, just kind of like words or, or sayings that just keep popping into my head, you know, I'm like, okay, this keeps showing up. Like what, you know, it means something to me. Like how can I expand upon its, upon its meaning? And I think, you know, yeah, with like the different products uh, that I use, like that process, that combination process, um, it initially began more so of like as an exploration between my anxiety and food. Like at first they were mostly like cereal draw, you know, it was like cereal drawings and um, like, like fast food snacks because yeah, I had like a, there was a big connection for me between freaking out about stuff and then like, you know, just picking a, you know, picking up a snack out of the kitchen and like dealing with my emotions that way. I still do that sometimes, but you know, I've learned other uh, more helpful coping mechanisms. So that's kind of how that how that started. Like it really was just, uh, you know, that connection and then just, you know, it's like, this is the stuff that we look at every day, right? That like the packaging and branding, you know, like in a capitalist society that is often how we identify, right? We're like, oh, this is the face wash I use. This is my favorite snack, like these products uh, in a lot of ways are identifiers and they kind of signal certain things, right? Maybe something's more expensive, maybe it's cheaper, maybe it's uh, like, you know, like I have one, it's not in the book, but of like these, like my favorite, like vegan ice cream bars, right? So it's like, there are these specific references that I think mean different things to different people. Um, but yeah, I think they're just, most of them are meant to be like playful and they're just kind of references in my head and I try to not take most of them too seriously and sometimes just kind of let that, you know, like if I have a phrase or if I have some sort of like packaging or branding imagery really stuck in my head, I'll just kind of play around and flip them around and sketch them out until I find one that is like funny or, or makes sense to me. 
So you'll go through like multiple edits of each drawing and then you're just like, this one looks right. This one feels right. And it's like the message that I'm trying to get across. Yeah. Yeah. So how I draw those are like in parts. Um, so I will kind of like draw the logo, then draw the packaging. And yeah, sometimes I will try out like three different phrases in the same, uh, you know, logo font, and then I'll play around with them in Photoshop. Like I definitely do a lot of manipulating in Photoshop that way. I, I can be quite messy. So I prefer not to try to perfectly draw out the final piece in one go. Like I'll, I just kind of like draw bits and pieces all over the place, scan them in and then rearrange in Photoshop. That's so cool. <laughs> um, and then at the beginning of each chapter, you start out with a note from you. And when I read them, um, I experienced anxiety, depression, all the things. I'm on Zoloft, love therapy, all the things. And when I was reading them, I felt like you were talking to me and you knew me. And I was like, how did she know? <laughs> yeah, I, I just think there's, it's so powerful to realize like how similar we all are in a lot of ways like that was a really important shift that happened for me I think I spent so much of my time up until my like mid late 20s just like wanting to be different wanting to stand out feeling the need to kind of like prove how I was different and how I was an individual and like of course that is true right like we all have our different backgrounds are, you know, we all have our own circumstances. So we are all unique people. But once I like, you know, through therapy and write all of this stuff, like embraced how connected we all are, I was like, this is so cool. Like, it feels so good to realize that like stuff I go through, like you go through too. And I just think that's so beautiful. And I'm so happy to finally be at a place where I can embrace that instead of being like, oh, no, no, I'm, I'm not like everyone else. Like that, that somehow that's like a weakness or something, right. To like, to relate to people. Um, so I just really embrace that. And that's, that's like really to this day is my favorite part of creating and sharing work online. Cause like, you know, there's, there's multiple aspects to it. It's like, it feels so good for me to like, express myself and to like release stuff right and get it out there but the reception and like when people say that like oh I feel like you're saying stuff that I didn't even know I thought to hear that it's like oh my god it's just it's freaking magical to be like you know like we can be these people that have like never met before but have have shared like specific moments or specific thoughts and um yeah I just like love that like a common theme also that I found was the theme of intuition versus avoidance behavior and I was just curious of how your mindset has changed from before writing the book to the process of writing yeah I mean it's it's still a complicated thing right like uh it's of course, yes, important to like listen to yourself and trust yourself. But I have come to terms with the fact that my internal voice is not always right. Like it, it's often, uh, 
kind of like working in overdrive to protect me from things. And so I still struggle with, but I'm, I think like, um, learning to like, yeah, at the same time, trust myself, but also push myself outside my comfort zone. And I think the book was a huge example of that. Like, as you know, I wanted to make it so bad. And then as soon as I like, you know, got the email, like, okay, this publisher like wants to put it out, you can make your book. I like got, I was like, I got this fever and it wasn't COVID. I got tested for COVID. I was in bed for like, for like weeks. Like I got, I think my, I got so overwhelmed that I was like, oh my God, I have to actually do this. Right. Like the fear just over, overtook me and looking back and like, I wish I could have just been like, all right, like, let's, let's do it. Like, you know, I'm, I'm really trying to differentiate or like, uh, translate anxiety into excitement. I think that's something that like with that intuition, right. It can, I try to think like, okay, is this me actually like, per, like, am I protecting myself because my safety actually is at risk or am I just protecting myself because I'm scared? Like, or like, right. Like how, how real is the threat? Is the threat that like, maybe people are going to judge me for my art is the threat, my actual, like, you know, physical safety, my actual, like mental well-being. Um, but yeah, it's hard. It's really hard to, to do that. I agree. And I feel like there's also this quote that's coming up for me that I remember seeing and it was like something about how, um, we have all these thoughts that happen in our mind, especially people with mental health and, um, something I really identify with and it's also just like learning that you don't have to listen to every one of those thoughts <laughs> and like oh my gosh yeah yeah that was like such a huge realization for me to be like wait I'm not the like my like mean inner critic isn't right about everything uh like so many things I had so many exactly like thoughts and opinions I had about myself I had to let go or also just like make peace with, right? It's like, I'm someone that I get socially anxious sometimes, right? Like going to parties stresses me out. And so instead of telling myself like, okay, like you have to avoid parties, like stay inside, like don't ever do that. It's like, I can instead be like, no, like, okay, yes, I have social anxiety, but like, I can still go to a party and like, it's okay if I sit in the corner and talk to just like the one person I know. So it's just kind of like, you know, letting those thoughts and opinions about yourself, uh, either let them go or let them exist, but not have to be like, so defining or so limiting, right? Yes. And one of the things for me that um, my therapist has helped me with is giving that voice a name. So when it comes up, it's like, no, like, fuck off, bitch. Like, like no 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 like that's not what's happening right now that's not what we're that's yeah. not what we're gonna do yeah because it can it can hold you back for so long and like I'm definitely still figuring out that again right there's a balance it's like if you're always always like pushing yourself that can backfire too right sometimes you like are not actually ready for certain challenges but um yeah I think we could definitely listen to the critical voices in our head like way less um and also I just wanted to talk about some of the 
many collabs that I wrote down. Oh my God, dying. <laughs> I was just like, you're so cool. I hope you know. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, I mean, you have a collab with Impala Skates. You have a collab with Coach doing a mural for them, Urban Outfitters, Nike, Nike Girls, um, and even the Eddie Parker collab with your limited edition lighter. I love that and how all the proceeds go to sad girls club and that there's one like how did that how did that idea come how does it feel when you get to collab with these huge brands I want no it's I again I feel I'm so grateful to like you know to have those opportunities because it's you know it's I love the job that I have but it gets lonely when you're just kind of like in your own head making your own art so I think that like all of those projects are really wonderful opportunities to like work closely with other people, get art direction, get ideas. Um, and yeah, like I think that the, again, the internet and social media is like been such a wonderful way for people to discover my work. Right. And it, it's, it's a mixture, right? Like I get reached out to by some brands but like for the lighter I messaged them and was like hey like would you ever want to do something together I think that's something that I know I used to be a lot scared of when I was younger and I know a lot of artists are of like uh you know your ego maybe doesn't want to like reach out to people and ask to do stuff but I have stopped caring and like right out of the I've reached out to so many people right and so many never email me back. I don't really remember those. Like you, you know, I try to just remember the ones that are able to beat my enthusiasm or are available and want to work together. And um, yeah, it's just, it's so fun to, you know, like meet with a brand or a company that's excited about the same stuff. Yeah. And how did it feel also like on a mental health, um, in the mental health like space, like how did it feel to grow your career um, through your art, but also through these projects and getting this recognition? Like, what was it like mentally for you um, to go through all that? Yeah, so again, it has shifted over the years. Um, looking back, I think for a while, so I went full-time freelance in... 2015 so it's been like six years now and for the first chunk of it I really like was trying to prove something so I you know I was very obsessed with right like working with the biggest names and and uh proving to myself proving to maybe like people that used to be in my life right I just really much very again ego driven like if I, if I don't work with these big brands, I am not a good enough, real enough, legit enough artist. Um, and, you know, that didn't work out so well because it was like every time I would achieve one of those goals, right? Like working with Nike, it would feel amazing. But then as soon as it was done, I was not able to like stay in that kind of like space of gratitude about it. Like I would just my anxiety would immediately be like, okay, what's next? Like, I wasn't able to like sit with it and be like, hey, like, this is so awesome that you just did this. Like, I was not good with that. I was always, always looking ahead, always jumping towards the future, like more, more, more. 
And I got really burnt out from that. And so I've really tried the past few years to come at it from more of a like, you know, be realistic. Like, of course I want to work with big brands. Of course, like I need to pay my rent. Like I live in New York City, it's expensive. So I'm trying more to come at it from a place of like, uh, you know, acknowledging that yes, I have a desire for security, but, uh, and stability, but I, you know, less so do I need to like work with certain names to, to validate myself. Like I more so want to, um, yeah, create projects that are like fulfilling and meaningful to me. And of course it's wonderful when that can align with like a good paycheck and, and visibility. Right. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it's a common theme though. So I'm 25. So that's like a common theme in my life that, um, I think in the past year came to like my mind was like no like celebrate the win celebrate the milestones and like really be in the moment and like understand because the harder you work it the opportunities tend to get bigger so um if you aren't being present in that moment then it's kind of just like it's like exactly exactly like thinking back all the like stress all you know I was I'm sure I was like pretty miserable to be around for a lot of those moments that like, you know, I could have really celebrated and like been happy about. And that's okay, right? It's like, we're always learning. We're always growing from this stuff. And I try to, again, not like knock, not like be mean to my younger self who just, you know, I just was not confident enough to realize that like, even if I never worked with Nike or like any of these brands, like I still am an artist and I, my work is still valid. Like I'm still uh, worthy of love. Even at that time I was like, okay, unless I work with all these big companies, like no one will ever love me. It's, I really think that like, that's kind of where my drive came from. And it, you know, it's like, I was driven it. Maybe the like seeds of it weren't the healthiest, but um, I'm, I am proof that like, it's possible to shift yes. that. And do you feel that also like, because you were working like so hard to the point of burnout um, that it's kind of helped to shift your career at the, the stage of your life that you're in now? Oh, definitely. Like right now I'm on a two month road trip where I'm barely working because I just was like, I need this. Like I need to just see friends, see family, be in nature, like hang out with my boyfriend and dog and just like laugh and be silly. I knew that I was like, I, I need to take this time for myself because, you know, we've all had like such a hard year and, um, you know, like as I loved making this book, but I was so stressed out for so much of it. Um, and I was like, that's not, yeah, that's not who I want to be all the time. Like, of course, stuff is always going to come up, right? Like you can't just be like happy and chill forever, but I'm definitely realizing that like, that is very important to me. Like you could, again, have all the accolades, have like a very well-rounded bank account, but I don't know if like you're tense all the time. And if you're like not nice to the people in your life, like, 
I don't, I don't think it's worth it. And it reminds me of one part of your book where it's like, I filled up my house with all this stuff and here I am still. And like, I think that, um, for me, like that's, like I said, in the past year, it's been a lot of realizations of, um, like just cause I have the nicest, this, the nicest, that doesn't mean that that's, what's going to make me happy. It's, um, I've found for myself that I would like joke about, I'm like, Oh, I'm a shopping addict a little bit. Like, and, but it was like out of anxiety, out of all of that, like trying to get that, like, I don't know, like dopamine hit type of thing. Um, and I'm just curious, like, was there a moment for you or a project that just, it kind of just completely flipped the switch and you're like, this is not sustainable. Like, this is like, I can't live my life like this. I don't want to feel burnt out. Yeah. So it wasn't necessarily like a project, but it was, um, at this point, almost, I'd say like almost four years ago, like three, four years ago where, just it was more of this like slowly brewing feeling inside of me and yeah I got to this like I just was in this very depressive episode because that's how I've been coping like I was like a few times were for work but I like flew to Japan like four times in one year and just was there like shopping like crazy in the moment I did not realize it but looking back I'm like oh my god I was literally running away from my problems. Like I was flying to the other side of the world. I was, you know, just like indulging in every way possible because I just like was avoiding myself. So it really was just like, I think all of a sudden I woke up and I was like, oh, I have been feeling very bad and very sad for a long time. And exactly, I had that realization that like, I. I got to do something differently. I got to switch, switch stuff up. And um, so, yeah, it was more of a like slowly growing thing. And then all of a sudden I was like, wait, I can't, I don't want to get out of bed. Like, I don't want to do anything. And, you know, luckily I had enough people in my life who I felt comfortable sharing that with, who were like, Hey, like, you know, try therapy. Cause I hadn't, I'd been in therapy on and off when I was younger but as an adult like I hadn't I only went back yeah now it's like three and a half four years ago um and I like stopped drinking because partying was also really that was another way I was just like don't want to be in my body don't want to be in my head like I'm just gonna not be here um and shopping for sure oh my gosh like yeah, right. You really think you're like, okay, when I buy this thing, like then I'm finally going to be the perfect version, right? Like you're like collecting these things to try to like level up, right? Like a video game or something. Um, so yeah, it just, it was like hitting rock bottom in the sense of like not wanting to get out of bed where I was like, okay, this isn't working. I need help. And I happened to find a really amazing therapist who like, I think kind of blended um, you know, like Western psychology with some, you know, sort of like Eastern philosophies, right? Like some elements of Buddhism, which for sure, like have permeated, uh, have influenced psychology and therapy for so long um, that I was like, 
oh my gosh, like, this is cool. Like, I don't have to suffer all the time. Who knew? knew? Right? Oh my God. Same. Literally. My therapist is all about like mind, body, spirit and energies and everything like that. And I'm just like, wow, like it's all, it all can go together and be part of your life and you come out of it and it's just amazing. Um, I remember also when I was having a similar type of mentality. Um, I had like just graduated college and I wanted to move to like Israel. I'm Jewish and I wanted to move there. And my dad was like, this was after I had already been there like eight times or something. I was obsessed. And my dad, he was like, you know, you can move there, but do it for the right reasons, not because you're running away from anything. Um, because he's like, wherever you wherever you go, you take yourself with you. You take your problems, you take your history, your past, everything. So um, it really takes a lot of strength mentally, emotionally, in all the different ways to be able to tell yourself, like, I'm done running and I want to help myself yeah, it's really scary to admit that to yourself. And, um, but it's so freeing too, right? It's like, as soon as again, right, you admit that like, you are like everyone else, you're connected to everyone else in your pain, in your struggles, like that's when you finally set yourself free to like, right, figure stuff out and really get to know your like, authentic self yes yes and also like that self who's not just like what's next what's next what's next because for me I always would ask myself and ask my therapist I'm like why is nothing good enough like why doesn't anything feel like like oh I bought myself Uggs and I couldn't afford them when I was younger but like it didn't do it like it didn't what happened like And I don't know, it's something so, I'm just happy like that there are people like you who are helping to normalize and destigmatize all the taboo-ness around mental health and anxiety and depression and to really just be real and to uh, just be honest and just be like, this is what wasn't working for me. Like you said, like, um, stop like to become sober helped you and it's just kind of like I feel like for a long time when we're growing up especially in the U.S. um we're all just kind of on like just do this do this do this like it's kind of like a we're like machines but then once you're out of school or on your own it's kind of like now what and you have to figure out all of this stuff out but like alone so it's it's nice to know that there are people like more and more who are helping to normalize all this. Definitely. Cause yeah, that's the worst part about it all is not that we have all these messy, complicated feelings. It's that we think we're the only ones that have them. And so, right. It's like when you, when you are convinced that like something's wrong with you, you're so weird and different. Like, what's my problem? Why can't I just be happy? And you think it's just you that's the problem that's that's what that's the worst thing it's like when you exactly can like pick up books or listen to podcasts or meet friends who struggle with the same things you're like oh like it takes such a weight off to be like 
okay, because of society, because of culture, like there's all these external forces that, you know, like make life really challenging and that it's whatever the like human condition to try to figure this stuff out. Um, and that it is this like universal uh, desire, right? Not everyone follows it. Plenty of people are happy to just like stay numbed out their whole lives, but to exactly meet those other people that are like, you know what? I want to figure myself out. It's beautiful. Yeah. And it's also kind of just like, it's, I feel like it's just strength within yourself to be like, to look at yourself in the mirror and just be like, is this how I want to feel the rest of my life? Is this like what I want to do? Are these the people that I want to surround myself with? It's kind of like really, it's having the strength to grow and also accepting who you are. Yes, yes. And something my therapist reminded me of recently was that like growth and change, like it sucks when you're going through it, right? Like figuring all this stuff out, exactly everything you said, right? Like, what do you want? Who do you want to be around? It's painful. It is painful to make those changes. But once you're through it, that's when it can feel like, oh, okay, like here I am. And that's only temporary because then something else is going to happen. But, but it's those little moments of peace that I know I'm like looking for. Definitely. And I feel like also kind of just like taking moments to kind of look around and just like observe your surroundings. And one of the things that my therapist has brought up, it's like the five, four, three, two, one thing. I don't know if you know about that. It's like, I forgot which, which it's like your, um, your senses, like what you see, touch, smell, feel all of that. I forgot which one's which in the moment, but, um, kind of just taking those moments to like, look around and be like, I fucking did that. I fuck like I'm here. I got to the place that I only dreamed of being at or doing the projects or working with people I only dreamed about. And it's just like, holy shit, like I did that. And just like taking those moments to be present and to be excited and just like your number one fan, like stoked for yourself. Yes. Yes. It's so important to try to do that as much as you can for sure. Definitely. One of the questions also I had was, what are some of the things that you attribute to the success you've had? Yeah, so I think um, luck is a big part of it. I am, yes, I work really hard, but, you know, I'm not going to pretend that I'm the best artist out there. I think it's like a combination of hard work, luck, stumbling upon or like the the right people kind of seeing your work supporting your work um and like privilege is a big part of it too you know like my parents don't support me but I have a family that if things if it didn't work out for me becoming an artist like I could move home and live with my parents I think I know so many people you know people I know like friends who aren't able to try uh the career of a freelance artist on they're not able to explore that because like you know you have to like pay your mortgage or you have kids or or whatever so I think that all I think it would be like uh a lie to not admit those things like definitely contributed but yeah I think just like the courage to um put myself out there again and again even if uh, the response is not always glowing, right? To just like keep trying. Uh, yeah, just to keep keep trying. So I would, 
from what I'm getting, like a lot of your um, success also includes the people who support you. And um, I'm just curious, like how, like in your immediate friend group or your just immediate people, um, what what kind of people do you surround yourself with um, now compared to maybe when your mental health was not where you wanted it to be? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. So yeah, I think like definitely my artist peers have shifted over the years. Um, I think when I was younger and again, more concerned with uh, like being cool, I guess that's like the only way to put it. Um, I, yeah, I maybe like sought after, uh, friendships that were like fame adjacent or like just people who seemed to have it all thinking that like, oh, if I'm around hot, cool people, maybe I will become like that. And that doesn't, you know, that doesn't, that's not like a knock on any, on any of those people. It's just like, I, I think I had, uh, there was more like vanity in what I was going after, right? It was more of like a hollow pursuit of things. Um, and then just, yeah, over the years, I have found friends who also make like comics or illustrations or writing about their feelings and figuring it out like I've I found people I found my people right it like took a while um but I found people who you know are like comfortable being vulnerable versus before maybe it was people who like I didn't feel comfortable being myself around right and again that's a me thing but I think that's what's most important. Like the people in your life need to be people that you feel safe, like sharing your true self with, like asking like stupid questions, questions you might think are, you know, just like people who you aren't afraid of. Um, and yeah, that has shifted for me over the years for sure. But uh, yeah, just people that you can like, you know, not dump your anxiety on, but you can be honest about like, hey, like, I'm feeling really insecure about this. Um, I think that is very important to have that, to have, and to like create a whole team, right? Like to have friends, like family, whatever family means, right? Whether it's people who you're biologically related to or just people that helped raise you or have influenced you, um, mentors or right, like therapists, psychiatrists, right? All these. Or, or, or groups like other teachers, um, support groups, right? I think it's I think it's really about what has been so important to me is like build a team of people so that I don't ever feel like I am like looking to one person to kind of save me or fix me. Mm-hmm. Definitely, it's definitely something I resonate with, and just the thought of not making one person your everything. And it's like, I have my therapist for this and I have my best friend who is really dialed into mental health and sustainability. And then my other friend who's like very blunt, but like the kindest person you'll ever meet type of thing. And it took me until like me graduating college and like being an an adult, a young adult, whatever, out in the world, like 
having to figure it out to realize that it's not cool to like dump everything on all these people and it really is about um knowing yourself and also like if you're feeling that way it's like maybe I need to journal maybe I need to go on a walk instead of just dumping everything on a yeah yeah it is it's a hard thing to learn because again like socially we grow up like gossiping and just kind of you know like that is how we uh signify like that we're connecting with people but yeah I think it's called triangulation which is when you have a problem but instead of like going to the source of the problem or checking in with yourself you like are just asking everyone else what they think about it and that's something I'm really trying to do to be like wait what do I think about this right like this is my life like shouldn't I check in and consult myself totally feel that um but it's like I feel like with mental health it's literally a day-to-day-to-day thing like it's just every day is different and um I like also what you said about it's like up to you when you wake up every day to either be stoked or to be miserable I know those weren't your exact words, but that's what I'd be paraphrasing because yeah. that's that's something that yeah. my dad has told me my whole life. He's also like pro therapy, mental health, all of that. And it's just like to see that written in your book. It's just like another thing of me being like, she gets it. She gets it. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And yeah. Some days yeah. You just and can't. Some, some days, days you just, just can't. Like, some days just suck. And like, that's okay. Literally. It's that's like, okay. okay, well, that's like, like to, I was like, when I have those days, I'm like, well, I have tomorrow. So it's okay. <laughs> like, exactly. try again tomorrow. It's all exactly. good. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. And um, something to end on, I was just curious. So for young artists who are maybe graduating college, especially during the post-pandemic world, what are some maybe like tips or advice that you wish someone told you when you? Um, yeah, so many things, right? I think it's very important to find your peers, to find, like we said, right, find your people, the other artists who are maybe like either creating uh in a similar visual language are doing the same sorts of things like people to collaborate with. Um, I think also it's really cool to kind of do proof of of concept art. So like if you wanna uh, paint a mural for a big company, like paint a mural on a wall in your house, like do what you can to kind of like show the world what you're capable of and also to just not get too attached to like what you think your style is like let yourself evolve let yourself change like I in college I did like photo and video I didn't start doodling and drawing until the very end so like just let yourself try different things um yeah because you know you can I don't know just to let yourself evolve I think is I think is very important because I you know I've been doing I've been drawing for like 10 years and I've changed it's changed so much so I think that's really important to remember it's being open in general to like the possibilities the opportunities and just that growth like you said yes, yes. really is so important um as every day goes by and it and it takes time like I think patience is also very important I know it's so hard to like be an artist 
on the internet and like see everyone else and compare yourself like even me someone who has a lot of followers I still do it and I've heard artists who have like half a million followers talk about being insecure about how their like art performs online so I really suggest which is what I do now is like I hide all of my likes and like that that sort I hide those analytics and it has helped me so much in the like comparing so like I can't see anyone else's performance online I can't like other people can't see mine I don't know that that's definitely something that has helped me a lot out just like the past month that I've done that I mean, I think that's like a really honestly powerful boundary that you could set for yourself because you you knowing yourself that that could be a potential trigger. That's like, again, like the intuition of being like, OK, like it's like there's the problem. This is the solution. And it's like sometimes it could feel so like daunting, but it can be as easy as like changing a setting, clicking a button. And it's like, wow, OK, like got it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's all I have. Um, but yeah, um, thank you so much for coming on my podcast. It's been literally thank so you fun. Thanks for having me. No, this was a great conversation. I love talking with thank you. Thank you, me too. I'm so excited and um yeah, perfect. Cool. Okay. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah. Have a great day. Thank you too. Have a great weekend. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Bye.